Hey there, friends. Before we get to a brand new episode of the official Do Good Better podcast, we want to thank you, the listener, for subscribing and sharing with all of your nonprofit friends. Most importantly, we need to be thanking the sponsors to this very show. Hey, if you're in the market for a CRM system that makes your life easier, there is no better item in your fundraising toolbox than DonorDoc. DonorDoc is not only the premier sponsor to the show, it is the premier and intuitive CRM system that not only has everything you want, but has zero things you don't. No one needs complicated, especially when you wear 10,000 different hats at your nonprofit. So get DonorDoc and use Do Good Better at checkout and get a month free to try it out. Thanks, DonorDoc, for being an awesome sponsor. Hey, speaking of life being easier, fundraising is not. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insight and tips and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a more content, more done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to either commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, join Do Good University. Hey, it's our brand new membership site. We have hours and hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the entire Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions. All of that is for an affordable monthly fee. So visit dogooduniversity.com or click the link in the show notes for details. Hey, get ready for another episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast, where we help small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Join host Patrick Kirby as he chats about the latest nonprofit trends, challenges, and success stories. Plus, you'll get actionable advice to help you be even awesomer. If you're a nonprofit professional, volunteer, or supporter, this show is for you. We'll tackle all the big topics like fundraising, marketing, and volunteer management. Our only goal to bring you the information and inspiration you need to take your organization to the next level. So grab that giant caffeinated or adult beverage and get ready to do good better. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And you know what I believe that individual organizations can do better? engage politically. And I'm not talking about, you know, developing a protest and burning something down to the ground. That's what I'm not talking about. I'm talking about you have the opportunity to talk with city and state leaders about things that you are doing and making the community better. Listen, we've said it for a long time. I believe my guests will agree with me that you, the nonprofits, are doing the things the government shouldn't and won't do. You're filling holes that they don't have the money to do or they don't have the audacity to do. And and really, when you're talking with uh, political leaders or city leaders and you're and you're expressing the need for support or grants or whatever, well, you have to learn how to chat with them. And hey, surprise, surprise, I'm a spoiler alert this for you. These are just regular people like you and me. I mean, some of them are extra awesome, like my guest today, Laura Caroon. In addition to her role, uh, you know, at the uh, as a city council in uh, Moorhead, Minnesota, she's also the director of culture at Tribe. Laura, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much, Patrick. I feel like that's a 
I have a badge of honor now. I get to be on your podcast. It's been a long time coming. I feel like <laughs> we have not done ourselves a service together in order to put our brains in one in one podcast. And I'm so excited to talk uh, about this today uh, with you. Uh, you're recently look about. Can I say newbie? Is that does that even a word of like a new ish? Uh, member to uh, the, the city council itself or politics in general. And, and that's what I love. You've got this fresh perspective on, on how to do amazing things. We're going to get there. I promise. First things first, there's a lot of people who may not know who you are or what you do. And so I want to give you the floor. And at a 5,000 foot level, you want to tell us who you are, what you do and why we're talking today. Yeah. So I'm Laura Kroon. I am from Moorhead, Minnesota. That's where I am on city council. Um, Love being on the side of the river, Minnesotan, my whole life. So um, happy to be here. Um, I also am the director of culture and growth at Thrive. We're, we're a business uh, consultancy. So we help people develop teams and leaders. So I, I, I'm i just going to roll right into this, Patrick. I so love it. Yes, please. I got into politics a couple of years ago. Um, like a lot of people, there was a time where I wasn't really thrilled with the way I was seeing things happening on a national level. And I thought, what can I do? What can I do with the talents that I have in the community that I'm in? I'm not at the time I was like, I'm not old enough to run for president. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> now, now I'm past that stage, but um, what can I do with what I have? And one thing that I started with was just putting together a, food drive at my work. I thought, here's something I can do right now. I can make some kind of small impact and just kind of get the ball rolling. And after that, I, you know, kind of did different projects here and there, found ways that I could help out in the community. Um, and, you know, I've always kind of thought about being in political office in some way. Uh, but in 2019, I decided I really want to explore this. Um, and so I signed up for a, a program through a, um, an organization called She Should Run. Mm -hmm. And I, I was in this cohort of 35 women from all across the country who were all in this to kind of figure out, you know, what, what could my platform look like? Do what office do I want to run for? When do I want to run? All of these things. Um, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal program. Um, but the one thing that I kept, I kept hearing from women in this program, we'd ask each other, you know, like, okay, so what are you going to run for? When, when are you going to do that? And most of them were like, ah, oh, maybe five to seven years or like 10 years down the road. And I was like, why, why, like, why, what are we waiting for? Right. Um, and so many of these women were already in the legal field. They were lawyers. They were working on their PhD in political science. I'm like, well, if you're not qualified, who is? Uh, so I've kind of made it my motto when I'm talking to folks that if you care, you're qualified. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've taken with me through this whole process. Well, and I love this because um, I think this applies to the nonprofit realm, right? If you care, you qualify as being or deserving a seat at the table for discussion on what is your community up to and how can you make it a better place. And so I think that's maybe kind of where I wanted to start the discussion today because I, I love it. Permission granted for somebody who is, if you if you want to make a change or you think your organization is making a change, you want to have a discussion at a, at a higher level. 
this is where to start. And you don't, I'm not talking about lobbying. I'm not talking about that kind of, it's just conversations with political leaders or city council members who are engaged in making their own community better, which is what your organization is doing. So um, let's just say I'm a small nonprofit. I'm helping with childcare, right? I've got a nonprofit and let's just say we're talking about childcare. If you're anything like us here in flyover country, it is one of the more critical issues. It's super expensive when you've got inflation running rampant. It's part of their major uh, expenditures of, of growing families. And there's just clearly not enough um, for the type of population that we have. So I'm sure you have a lot of people who are interested in this particular subject. I have a small nonprofit. We're going to start a, 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 a child care facility. Um I've got an idea. I've got it. Maybe I've got a, a nonprofit. I've got it up and running. We're actually growing. What questions should I be asking or what engagement should I be doing with a city leader like yourself when it comes to providing the services that I'm providing in the community? Absolutely. So, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity when you're starting something like that to connect with the people who are leaders in your city, who are, find out who the people are that are representing you. Um, and if the, if you're coming across some bumps along the way, like reach out to them and let them know about what those challenges are, because most likely they don't know the details of starting a childcare facility, right? Most of them probably have not done that, but it is something that, leaders all over the country right now are very invested in. We are seeing that childcare is, it's a crisis right now. Um, so we need to all work together. Something that I learned this morning, actually, regarding um, issues with, you know, building a, a, you know, a childcare facility um, is, you know, something you need as an employee is to be fingerprinted, right? Because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that people have background checks. Well, here, apparently, now folks on our side of the river have to drive all the way to Fergus Falls to make that happen. Well, that makes it a huge challenge, a huge barrier for people who want to work in one of those facilities. They have to drive all the way to Fergus Falls and then wait to, you know, get their results back and make sure they're not a criminal or whatever it is. Um, So telling your local representatives about those kinds of challenges as they happen that's the way to like make things change, right? I, I I love this for so many reasons. And I'm going to list them off because if you're a small nonprofit, if you're a medium-sized nonprofit that has a passionate project about helping your community, um, what you just said, Laura, was brilliant. You do a couple of things. One, leaders have a finite amount of memory and knowledge about stuff. They're not going to be experts about everything, but you, the nonprofit leader, are. So reach out to community leaders and say, hey, I'm an expert at this because I am in the weeds. I talk about all the time. Here are some of the things and the concerns that we're talking about that you might not know about. I'm not complaining about them yet. I'm not uh, picking a side, but here are some of the topics that we're discussing. Here is, and then you get to offer a perspective from your line of work. My guess is if you have somebody who comes up to you and says, hey, um, I own a, a child care. We have 30 families that come here. We've got you know, 12 employees. Um, here's kind of what's going on in our neck of the woods. Here's my perspective. 
My guess, Laura, is the next time you have a question about childcare issues, you're going to go to the person who you refer to as the genius and the expert because they came up and talked to you about the issues and didn't demand anything, whatever. You're just talking to you about it. Am I wrong on this? Absolutely. I mean, people who are in government, they want to have their like go-to people. They want to have someone that's easy to reach out to that they know they can trust that's going to give them the information that they need. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, you want to be that person. Of course you do. Now, what you get to do with this is wonderful because you get to talk with your donors about, well, it's funny. We talked with our elected officials about this very thing. Do you think your donors are not going to be impressed that you're proactively talking to government leaders and community leaders about what issues you are uh, talking? So you get to you know, chat with your donors about what you're doing actively, proactively discussing about the changes and needs and wants and concerns in the community. So you become the expert to the government entity. You become the proactive rock star that these uh, individual uh, donors want to know is leading the organization in the first place. And all of a sudden, the attitude changes from the, oh, shucks, I'm a little old, humble, you know, childcare facility to I am now a player in this discussion. And it only took a couple of conversations. And so maybe the next question is like, well, how do you even approach this? And what would you be interested in learning about? Or, and then maybe even a, a, a secondary note, how do you not like to be approached? And what's not the, maybe the correct way of doing it? Cause <laughs> that's going to give us some frameworks on how to make a discussion happen. You know, it's, it's all about relationships, the same as everything, same as fundraising. It's all about building those relationships with people. So finding out who are those people that represent you, reaching out, introduce yourself even over email or give them a phone call and say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm the director of this nonprofit and here's what we do in the community. I would love to have a conversation with you to discuss this further and see how we can partner on this issue together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to say no. They're going to say, yes, of course, I would love to meet with you because I, as a elected official, would like to learn more about that subject. It's better for me too to be well informed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so ask for that. The other thing you can do is, um, you know, if you want to like, if you're someone who wants to do a little bit of espionage first and like figure out who's the right person I should contact, watch the meetings as they happen. You can go in person, you can go online, kind of get a feel for who those representatives are and who might be the person that's best positioned to um, really care about what you're doing. Um, And then it's also a great idea if you've got like a cool project that you're doing or something that you are involved in the community or just want to share a little bit about your organization go to one of those city council meetings and get on the agenda and you can present and say, here's what we do. And we want you to know about what's happening um, at our nonprofit. There is room for that. We encourage people to come and engage in those types of meetings. They're open to the public um, and you can get on that agenda and people want to know what's happening. And especially if it's great things happening, like that feels good for everybody. So the opposite way, like the way to get on people's bad side um, is... Things to avoid. That's the section of this podcast. Things to avoid. Like like, don't just reach out to them and start yelling at them (laughs) or being like, you don't know anything about this or you don't care about us um, because that happens. Or I'm disgusted that you did this. Like 
that's not the best way to have somebody hear you. Well, it's it's it, you you instantly make whomever you're trying to speak with on the defensive rather than uh, you know sort of this interesting listening. So, so I, I think it's coming back to reading. Let's read the room, shall we? I mean, let's let's figure out how you would like to be approached. I know that I don't like getting ambushed by my kids. Of like, you said I could play on my tablet. And I'm like, whoa! Now I'm not going to yeah. let you do that at all. Yeah. Um, so I, I think what you said is wonderful. Is that approach it like you would any other conversation that you would be in public and that your mom and dad would watch you do it. And they would say, wow, you were very respectful of that uh, particular individual. And, and I think like elected officials, like referees in sports, go with me on this, this is a good analogy, is that um, they don't have to do this. There's no need to do it. They are um, they're public servants trying to do wonderful and good things. They're there to make the community better, regardless of political you know, side, they want to make it better. And so understanding that the same way that you are a part of a nonprofit that you want to make your community better. So start there. There's always like a place where you can start. And I think, you know, wagging your finger at somebody is probably the the least effective approach. But it's like, hey, I got a couple of quick questions I'd love to get your perspective on is a great way to start uh, there. But you talked about getting on the agenda. Um, And what would what would be things that a nonprofit um, would see on a, a city council agenda, for example, and be interested in getting their two cents in. Because as somebody who you want to be uh, the expert in the field, you want to be uh, somebody who has a wonderful perspective on the community. But what would be of interest to a nonprofit leader to be on an agenda to talk about in front of you and your colleagues? Um, you know, you mentioned the child care crisis. Let's say if it is a nonprofit and that's that's what they do to help the community. That would be just that in itself is a great topic to get in front of your leaders mm-hmm. to say, you know, here's what we do. Here are the challenges and here yeah. are some things that would really help us, and especially if you can give them some clear examples that are you know tangible things that might that would be helpful for them because um, then they know what to go and, and work on and start, right. you know, talking with legislators about or um, figuring out how do we how do we fund something like this or what what kind of collaboration can we have? Um, you know, other things that might be interesting are like, you know, when they're talking about zoning different spaces, mm. um, if you're have a, a center that's in their space, or if you have a home daycare or, you know, like anything, when you're talking about zoning, making sure that that's going to stay a place that you can do your business and it's going to have businesses near it that complement rather than, you know, neighbors that you probably wouldn't want. Right. Um, I mean, zoning is not the most exciting thing, but it can have have an effect on businesses for sure. Be enthusiastic about it, and you're the one weird one that's uh, super excited about zoning, and then you become the expert in zoning. I don't know. Uh, you know what? What you also said too is is stopping by to share something great that happened in the city. So we talk about this a lot with nonprofit clients, and especially on the show, is that the lack of celebrating wins is really detrimental to not only your donors because they don't know really know what you've done with their revenue and they don't they don't remind your employees or those who serve of like you're doing great stuff is it appropriate 
to send notes and maybe get on an agenda to talk about the amazing things that are happening in your city at your nonprofit. And you just want to share it and blast it out so that everybody leaves the leaves the meeting feeling a little bit better. Uh, and they know a little bit about more, right? So we've worked so hard on press releases and how do I get exposure or whatever. There are elected officials that want to know good things happening in their city so they can brag about it to other people. Laura, you just came from the state of the cities today, right? So all the mayors got to get up and talk about how great they are and yep. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but wouldn't it be nice if you got to stand up in the meeting and think, hey, as an example, one of the businesses and nonprofits in our area did X, Y, and Z. Is that something that you crave to, to brag and show off about what a great city you live in? Absolutely. And, you know, those things, you don't even have to get on the agenda to mm-hmm. come and share. There's um, there's open time for the public to come share, talk about whatever they want. You get three minutes and you can just say, here's brief, briefly what happened this week at our nonprofit. And we just wanted you to know. Um, and I mean, that makes everybody feel good. And it gives you a little like free advertising <laughs> for what you're doing where it's like, right. oh, I didn't even know that they were here or I didn't know they were doing that. I want to check that out. I want to learn more. Um, absolutely. That's a great, great thing to do. You can also just... I mean, you can send letters to your city council, to your representatives and just say like, hey, here's this awesome thing that we did or thank you for being a part of this event or something that happened. Um, That's a great way to get in front of them, too, if you don't like public speaking and you just want to get something out to them and start building that relationship and building that name recognition, too. You know, it's funny. Most city councils have uh, cameras. And they broadcast it somewhere on the internet, right? And um, I think as, as nonprofit leaders, we're always like, I need that photo of me giving a speech or something in front of everybody. You've got to do it too. It's like a, it's like your built-in PR uh, piece right there where like you get to a video of you giving a testimony or, or saying something uh, wonderful in front of your city council. What a great picture to show your donors that you're active in, in the community and that you really care. The other thing that I think is great, and you just said it, you got three minutes to tell your bit, right? What what do we have the biggest trouble as non-profiteers is telling our story in a short, concise period of time. What a great ability to practice your elevator pitch on why you're an amazing organization and getting in front of this and sort of bragging about it. And and, and another note too, I could talk about this all day. I'm a nerd. I love politics. Uh, but another thing is the type of people that you want to recruit eventually to your board or your board of directors are leaders within your community. They're leaders, they're shakers, they're movers, whatever you want to call them. Who are the biggest shakers and movers and, and people of, of influence and affluence are the ones who are in office sitting in seats. I'm going to give you seats of power. I'm out. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> but like, but seats of influence on, on the, you want those people to know about your organization and cheerlead you on in the public. What a great opportunity to do that. Absolutely. And you know, whether they're sitting at, they might be too busy right now because mm-hmm. they're on council or they're on whatever board county. Uh, but two years from now, four years from now, they might have some time opened up. And if you've built that relationship, mm-hmm. they'll be excited to work with you. Yeah. They, those are the type of people, I mean, it's it's like nonprofit people. It's people yeah. that care about making an impact, people that are there for service. They're going to be active in some way. So why not have it be in your nonprofit? These are your people because they're yep. you. They're just you in the public sector rather than the nonprofit sector yep. in the first place. You know, what do you what do you have available for 
committees or community involvement where you have opinions? Do you do you ever, as an elected official, say, you know what we'd like to do is maybe assemble a group of people to do some digging and research on it so they can come back to us with some some knowledge? Do you ever go out and seek others' um, uh, opinions or perspectives to, to gather information as you are sort of deciding on things? And then how on earth do people get a hold of you to get a hold of those committees? How do you get on those? Absolutely. So, you know, there's different committees that will kind of form like ad hoc here and there. If there's a specific project where like, we know there's people that are invested in this and really care about this. And we want to get these smart people involved to help us make this decision. Right. Um, So there are opportunities like that. There are project based things like um, being on a committee to make some kind of change. Uh, so like last year, there was a committee that was campaigning for this half cent sales tax in Moorhead to build a new community and library or new community center and library. So that was, you know, its own little committee. And it's just people who want to be a part of it, who want to share some kind of talent or resource that they have. Um, but then there's all kinds of different commissions and committees and boards that you can be a part of through your city. Um, for the city of Moorhead, it's one form and you can choose, you can say, I'm interested in being on park board. I'm interested in being on arts and culture. I'm interested in being on, um, Moorhead public service. I want to help make sure that our rates are low for our taxpayers. Um, there's all kinds of different things that you can kind of pair with your own interests, whether it's planning commission or human rights committee. there's kind of something for everybody. And a lot of them are lower time commitments. So if you just kind of want to get a taste, there are some boards that meet once or twice a year and you can get, you know, just a little bit. Um, or there's ones that meet every month and you have projects that you work on together. So I think getting onto a committee or a board is a really great way to build relationships in the city to better understand how things work, Um, especially if you haven't had any experience working with government because it doesn't work like a typical business does. Things are different. There's a lot more, you know, you learn Robert's rules and you learn these processes that everything has to go through. Um, And it's kind of intimidating at first, but it throws yourself into this space where you get used to that and then you figure out how you can make change, how what those relationships are that you can make to make things happen that you care about. What a wonderful way to get board experience to bring back to your own board. You know, I was on this board and we did this and this, and that was a really interesting technique. So maybe we should adopt that at our organization, right? From the experiences that you have. You also then have clout with your board members. are like, well, that's not how the mayor did it. Well, <laughs> what? they're not going to not listen to you then. Um, so it's wonderful there. And again, we talk about like, how do we get and tell our story to as many people as possible? Well, we need to go and tell our story to as many people as possible. And yeah, you could go to the Lions Club and yeah, you could go to all of these individuals, but your consistent attendance and participation with those who are making decisions and decision makers, that's how your nonprofit goes from this adorable kind of like, oh, that's a nice thing to do to I am a game player 
right? I am, I am know who the, the players are. I know where to call. I've got now cell phone numbers of people who might be able to give me perspective or introduce me to other people. It, this, this is a really easy way and a really valuable way to um, make sure that your nonprofit and you yourself personally as a, as a development director or as an executive director, build your own personal brand and your personal uh, connections list as well. Because again, we're not going to stay at our jobs forever, right? We go and we hop away, but your own personal stuff never changes. And, and this is a wonderful way to just sort of explore and uh, and be in front of the right people. And you've given such a wonderful little roadmap for us and little nuggets of like where to make a difference. Um, I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate this and really could talk about it for four hours <laughs> because I'm a politics nerd. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I ran, I, I, uh, I had a politics degree and I ran for office and I, unlike Laura, got my butt kicked. Um, so... I just go and hang out with people who are winners elected wise. That's how I, that's how I roll now. I can't do it myself. Uh, Laura, thank you. Uh, first of all, for your service to this area, it's wonderful to have a voice like yours who's helping sort of navigate some of these, um, these big decisions. Uh, number two, um, appreciate your perspective on helping uh, some of our nonprofit friends. How do people get a hold of you and how do they ask questions or maybe they need some uh, some culture, some business culture? I don't know what they need, but they probably want to get a hold of you because you're super cool and super awesome. How do they do that? Yeah. So, okay. Quickly, one thing that we didn't really touch on Ooh. is the money side. Oh, it's another great reason to be involved. Let's say you're on a board and they're creating a budget mm. for what they do. You influence the budget for that next year and you influence the budget for what the city's investing in. That's some that's power right there. The other thing is as you get to know these folks who are in government, when new uh state programs come out, new federal programs come out, um, new interesting ways to fund nonprofits, especially childcare, um, when those things come out, then you'll be the first to know because they'll be like, oh my gosh, I know Patrick. He's got this awesome nonprofit. He could use this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send him this information. Brilliant. Whereas, you know, it, it might take a while for that news to get to you in other ways, or maybe you never know. Yeah. So from the financial perspective, like it pays. Absolutely. Well, my, my, my. Well, now I know people want to get a hold of you. So how <laughs> on earth do they do that? So you can find me. Uh, you can just email me, Laura Karun at Gmail. It's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, I'll see it. And you can find me um, with Tribe. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Yeah, email is probably the best, I like it. <laughs> the best gonna... way to get get in there. Um, so I love reach it. out anytime if you have questions. I'm I'm here to help. So I love it. Absolutely perfect. We're going to drop a, a bunch of links in the uh, show notes. So make sure that at the end of the show, you go ahead and you connect with Laura on all the social media stuff, follow all the awesome things that she is doing. And by the way, if you're on the internet and you're signing up for things, by the way, if you haven't gotten into this show yet, you haven't subscribed to this podcast, shame. You can easily adjust that by doing it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we'd love you that. And we'd love you to leave a five-star review when you are done with this. This is a five-star guest. Wouldn't you agree? If you could give six, you probably would. But I know you can only give five. It's totally fine. Uh, Laura, thank you again. 
perspective is awesome. Your humor is always uh, on point. I love these uh, tips and tricks on not only how to get some influence, uh, but some uh, potential affluence and, uh, and really hang out with the leaders of those who are making decisions in the community in which you, the nonprofits, are trying to make a difference in too. Most of all, thank you so much for being a guest today here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, Patrick. It's great to be here. Fundraising is hard. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insights, tips, and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a lot more content, done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, I want to invite you to join Do Good University. It's our brand new membership site. We're going to have hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions, all for an affordable monthly fee. So visit dogooduniversity.com or click the link in the show notes 